The opinions expressed in the following program are those of the producers and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The Joe Show, Connecting All Abilities. I am your host, Joe DeYoung. I hope you all had a good 4th of July weekend. hope you guys had a good, safe 4th of July weekend. Of course, my 4th of July weekend was pretty much a lot of fun. Um, so, can't complain. But today, I have another guest on my show today. She is the executive director of mocha so let's welcome tracy hamilton to the show uh good afternoon tracy how are you doing today hi joe i'm doing well how are you oh i'm not not bad i'm doing all right just peachy i'm doing pretty good i can't complain you know great <laughs> it's great to see you hey it's it's very good hey it's very good to see you too um how does it feel to be on the show today and it feels real good. You're real easy to uh, be comfortable around, so I appreciate that. Well, I know I am very easygoing, and I'm very comfortable to be around, you know? <laughs> you are. Well, thank you very much, Tracy. It's love. It's very nice of you to say that. So we're going to get right into the questions here. Let's see if recorder Ron has some questions. And the question one's coming at you. Alrighty, so um, all right, here we go. So, um, so what does Mocha stand for, and what does your organization do? Yeah, Mocha stands for Muskegon, Ottawa, Kent, and Allegan because those are the primary counties that we provide services in right now and have for many years, over forty years actually. We support people, adults and children with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Um, many also have uh, mental illness that they are managing as well. And then we also work with kids who have autism through uh, an ABA program, which stands for Applied Behavioral Analysis. And um, that's in Kent County right now. Oh. So, yeah. So not, so probably, so probably like, so it's mocha, so kind of like the coffee mocha. <laughs> yeah, we like coffee, so that helps. Right. <laughs> Do you enjoy coffee also? Well, I don't mind it, but um, when you when so when you were talking about the um, the dis people with disabilities that you work you guys work with, um, you guys also work with um, people with cognitive uh, disabilities too, correct? Correct. Yep. Yep. That's our primary population that we serve. Absolutely. So that would probably have to be about one, two, three, five, or six, seven, eight counties or nine. Um, it's in. We work in more than the four counties, but mostly, mostly the four counties: Muskegon, Ottawa, Kent, and Allegan. Oh, all right, and you also work with the visually impaired too. We do. Yeah, a number of people we support are visually impaired, and we also just recently entered into a contract to support employment um, for folks specifically who are visually impaired. So we're excited to start to work with them. I'm kind of curious about that. Um, could you explain? Uh, could you explain what it is? Yeah, we have a part of our program is to offer employment opportunities for individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities, and we're using those same skills, which is placement of into a job in the community. 
that matches that person's strengths, but also is a great need for that employer to make a good match with that job. And we're going to do that same strategy with um, the Bureau for Persons with blind, who are blind. So um, we're, we're just taking that same approach and we're going to apply it to folks who specifically are visually impaired, whether or not they have an intellectual or developmental disability. Correct. And treating it like a job job. Exactly. So we our job placement program is it's a strength based program. It's um, it's about exploring people's um, goals and their strengths and then looking for a community who are excited to work with someone based on those strengths. So just a job in the community, just like we all have jobs in the community, um, not creating anything special. Correct. And when you were saying, when you just a minute ago mentioned the uh, Bureau of Services of the Blind, I think you were mentioning the, you were going to say the Bureau of Services of the Blind, if I'm correct. Correct. Thank you for that. Yes, that's what I meant to say. Hey, you're welcome. All righty, Ron, next question. All righty, and another question is coming at you, Tracy. So how does MOCA connect their clients to the community? You know, that happens in a lot of ways, and I think, it happens by being where people are in the community, going where everyone goes and participating like we all do through volunteer efforts, through employment, um, through any ways that we enjoy the community, that we all like to get out and enjoy the community. So helping people do that, helping people explore the community. But with pandemic, we also learned that you can connect virtually and helping people get connected. We received a grant from Farmers Insurance to help us get more iPads in the hands of individuals and helping people really engage that way as well is something that we've added and put a little bit more time and attention to. Yeah, because speaking of that virtual, um, that's that's remote, that's doing work and doing stuff remotely too it is and we recently started um, a nice collaboration with a nonprofit called the diatribe uh, and that's that's all remote and it's um, a workshop that we're offering to people we support in our residential and our community programs to help them write poetry to tell their own story their own personal story and we're looking forward to seeing their performance later this summer well, cool. So, yeah, because when they're writing stories, it's also like expressing yourself, too. Absolutely. And um, I think the power of your own story and being able to express that, whether it's through poetry or other means, is real powerful for mental health. It's powerful for, I mean, just gaining a stronger voice around what those uh, aspects of your life are and being able to share them with others has a lot of power. It certainly does have a lot of power, Tracy. I mean, when you look at that, too, and like... Like, for an example, for someone with visual impairments, they can maybe write a story about themselves, too, um, maybe in Braille or through journals. Like, they can also journal, too. Exactly. I agree. that, that You can get a lot from uh, journaling and, and finding ways to tell your story. Right. You can do that because there's, like, a lot of apps out there for people with visual impairments. Yeah. that's Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of great technology. Yeah. All right. And the next question is coming at you, Tracy. So, um, so how did so how did you come? Yeah, well, how did you come to work with Mocha, and why? Yeah, I started actually. My first job with Mocha was shortly after college. So I'm going to age myself here, but it was 1987, 1988. Um, I came to work with Mocha as a home supervisor. 
And um, then, you know, at that time, MOCA was a smaller organization. That was many years ago. And to, to move on up from that position, I had to go work for another agency. So I ended up leaving for a number of years. I did to come back about 12 years ago in the role of director of programs because I really resonated with MOCA's mission uh, and focus on on the people we serve and on our frontline employees and um, think that's still really powerful and important mission focus that we never want to lose. So I'm grateful to be back. And then in the last couple of years, I've been in the position of executive director, which has been great. That's something you don't want to lose, you know, and uh, um, and when you talked about MOCA being a smaller organization when you started, like you said, back in uh, um, 1987, um, so when you mean, when you mean like smaller, uh, smaller promotion, that's kind of like, uh, like an underground organization, if I'm correct. Yeah, sort of grassroots. Uh, there, um, it was a fairly medium, maybe small size organization back in the in the late '80s and early '90s, and um, and has grown to more of a medium size ag- agency since that time. I agree with you 100. percent I think it had it. I mean, it with all the the change and everything that has like been going on in like the early late 90s early 2000s and late 2000s you know i think that mocha is getting i think mocha is probably getting a lot more bigger and and bigger for the days and years to come yes it is and i think that's the one thing that you you know as a as a leader you have to make sure that you grow in a way that's healthy for the organization that helps you stay focused on what your mission is right and and our mission is inclusion and we want to make sure that anything we do supports that Right, and it, and I think it does support that because if um, because if you if you, you got to have your organization grow. Exactly. Be, because because if you if your organization is not growing and if if that's if that's not going to happen, then you know what what's the point of running an organization or or a, a business? Right. Yeah, growth is definitely important, uh, and you just have to do it wisely. No, well, you got to take it day by day, and you got to take it slow first. Right. And then you can work your way up to the top. You know. <laughs> it sounds like you might have a business degree background there, Joe. You've well, got some good basics around running a business. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, there's. I mean, there's some. I may not. I may not know a lot about businesses, but I do know all about businesses and how they're they're run. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. All righty, Tracy. And another question is coming at you. So, where do you see Mocha in five to ten years serving the community? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I do see growth. I, I see Mocha being positioned to help continue to support people uh, with disabilities in various ways. I see innovation. Uh, opportunities to do that differently than we do now. We currently support people in residential homes, group homes, and I see more innovation around the types of residential support we might offer. And I also see growth in our employment program um, to continue to expand and grow and offer this opportunity to make these great connections for people we serve with employers who are lucky and fortunate to have them. Um, I see some expansion in our autism program. There's a lot of kids that need service, and I'm hoping that we can continue to grow and expand that service, as well as our community supports program. I'm expecting to see innovation on helping people access the community, both virtually and in person, and looking forward to what we can do 
that we currently do, but also new things. Exactly. And because without these connections, I mean, what are those people with, what are the people with disabilities going to do? I mean, how are they going to have services if they don't have that connection, you know? Right. And, and, you know, one of our challenges, one of all of our challenges is that, uh, that there's a huge direct care workforce shortage and we rely heavily on the support from our direct care staff to, um, do the work to support people to get access to the community, to support people to learn and grow and develop relationships. So we're going to be continuing to work on that as well and um, and continuing to look for ways to support our staff, our frontline staff, and to help new people come into our field. Right, and help, help more people get into the field and train them, too, on how, exactly. to, work, on how to work with someone with, uh, with disabilities or mental health. Exactly. Really important. Yeah, it is very important because there is a, a shortage right now. There is, you know, um, because if you're, if, I mean, if that person's not getting trained, I mean, if if, the, if if they're willing to work with someone with a disability, I think they should have no problem. I mean, working with that person with visual impairments or someone that is wheelchair bound, or someone that has a cognitive disability, right. No, and it's it's very rewarding work. Uh, so our our goal is to support that the society values the work more, that the pay raises to support it, and and that more people are interested in the rewards of the work and come come into the field. Right, they should be interested in the awards because if they're not working with that person, that's and if, if and if they leave, then that's probably going to hurt that person with disabilities, that's probably going to hurt the business. Mm-hmm, exactly. I mean, you don't want to do that. Right. No. Um, already, and Tracy, there's another question flying right out towards you. So how do people get a hold of MoCA if they would like to work with a client or be a client? Yeah, I, the best way probably is our website. There's a place to reach out there at www.moca.org, and we respond fairly quickly to that. You can also reach us on our Facebook uh, page, and there's a place to message us, and we can respond that way um, or use the old-fashioned phone call, which works too. <laughs> well, you know, I I love the old-fashioned phone call. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of nice. You actually, um, eventually, you'll you get you you could get a live person, or you'll get a call back and talk to a person voice yeah. to voice, which which is really nice. It is really nice, and because with Mocha, I mean, I I got connected with Mocha, I think back somewhere in 2015, if I remember correctly, um, because one of my former te- one of my teachers or former teachers, uh, Miss Luann, uh, helped me get connected with mocha in 2015 and then when october i think when october came around that was when uh, that was when mindy came into my life and i remember the uh the one day that she called and she said that her volkswagen was dead that was the day she was supposed to come and uh it was a get it was supposed to be a get to know you Oops. <laughs> and those Volkswagens aren't supposed to do that. I thought they were supposed to always turn on. Exactly, because the because when she said that, I thought, 
uh oh, I think the I think the Volkswagen is probably out of batteries and needs to be recharged. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's funny. It's a great it, it, story. It's very funny though. <laughs> but um, well, we've moved on from Mocha to GT Independence. That's great, and that's working well for you. It is. It's working very well for me, and it it let GT Independence gave Mindy and I the opportunity to help me reach towards my dream that I have right now. That's great, and um, and the Joe Show is a really it's a great opportunity to um, help others, other people who look at your your dream being reached and and think about maybe ways they can reach their own dreams so that's pretty cool it sure is because because those that want to reach their goals you know don't don't stop fighting for them and don't stop advocating for them right I, i i totally agree and i think that's one of the things that we've been working on the last couple of years is helping people learn to advocate for themselves we've been working with michigan disability rights coalition on um, what's called leadership development opportunity and they've also done um, some work with us on helping uh, offer disability pride training we think those are some of the ways that we can help people learn to lead and like you are leading joe and and learn to kind of get stronger about their own voice and feel more confidence in in advocating for themselves exactly because that's important because if you're not advocating i mean I mean, what, what what are you going to do? I mean, then how are you going to fight back? How are you exactly. going to use your voice to exactly. to ask for to advocate? If you know what I mean. Absolutely, and and I think what I what I've really appreciated also about disability pride training is you know we're all stronger because of our our own weaknesses. That sometimes the things that we are considered a weakness are actually what help us be strong. So. That's the cool part of disability pride training, that you can reflect on yourself as a person and think about what might be a barrier, but also why it's made you strong in some ways. Like you have a great voice um, and a strong voice, and and that's a strength. Hey, thank you very much for that. And also to break down those barriers that that tell you you can't do this or you can't do that. Well, guess what? You broke the barriers down, and you can do it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but if you put your mind into it, you can accomplish anything that you want to Absolutely. do in life. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just listening to, I, I think it's a little geeky now, but I, I was listening to Saturday on NPR, one of those science shows where they were saying that um, somebody accidentally saw some unsolvable math problems and thought it was their homework, and they didn't know they were unsolvable math problems. And they went home and did this and did the math problems, and they solved them because frankly because they didn't know they were unsolvable so sometimes we put up barriers that aren't real huh i did not well i did not realize that because with math i mean math is hard to do especially when it's hard for someone with visual impairments it's hard for me too and yeah well we all we all probably hate math but we got to do it anyways right yeah, I think the people that love it love that most things are solvable when they're when it's math and the other stuff is maybe a little harder to solve. Well, I did not know that they were talking about that on NPR. Yeah, and the point that they were making was that if you don't know something is not achievable, you're much more likely to achieve it. Then you don't put those barriers up in your own mind, no. which I think is what you were saying. 
That's exactly what I was saying. You got to keep these barriers down and don't let them stop you. Exactly. You don't let them stop you, help, um, you achieving a goal or a job or something that you want to do in life and something you want to pursue in life. Right. Because that's, that's a very important thing to have is to have your goals and advocate for yourself, too. Absolutely. No. All right, and Tracy, and the last question that I have for you that's coming towards you, um, when you're not at MOCA or work, when you're not working, what do you do for relaxation? You know, I really like to take walks outside if I can, if it's not bad weather. Um, I, like, I like a little exercise, and I enjoy reading books, um, and I try to avoid, I try to read the relaxing ones, the ones that aren't work-related, but I tend to read some of those, too. So I do like to read. I like to get out and walk. Oh, I like to get outside and walk too. I mean, spend time with family. Oh, oh yeah, and you have a. How about sun- you? Um, I like to go for long walks when it's a nice sunny day out. I mean, you know, I I walk my cul-de-sac and my I walk the cul-de-sac in my neighborhood, and you know, my neighborhood it's a very nice neighborhood, and I love it there. I mean, I love to get outside and I love to um, cook, and I also, you know, I I love to I, lo- I also love music. Oh yeah, I love music too. I I need to. You reminded me to listen to it more often. Well, it, it's good for the soul and good for the mind and body. Yeah, I agree. Do you have a kind that you like the most of music, or all uh, kinds? Um, well, I I mean I I don't want to I don't want to. I mean, we've got like about how many minutes? Like 10, five five minutes. So we gotta try to. No, we don't. Okay. Thank you. Well, my favorite music, I mean, this is what I love. I mean, I'm a huge fan of metal. That's pretty much all I listen to 24-7. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was, I'm surprised by that, but that's great. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And you also have a son that has uh, special needs, if I'm, mis- if I'm not mistaken. No, not not a son. I no. do have, um, yeah, I do have uh, adult children, and um, yeah, I have three adult children. I have a son uh, who is a journalist and lives in Iowa, and I have a daughter who lives at home with me, and um, I have an, another younger son who's getting ready to go to um, um, U of M in the fall. Oh, what is he going to do there? Yeah, I, I believe it's something with communication and marketing. So you you might be able to he might be able to connect with you to see. If there's some way that um, he can learn. Oh, that's that's uh, that's something that I that that's what I would like to learn about marketing, so I could get paid for doing my show. <laughs> that would be good. That that would definitely be good, and I could get more follow more more subscribers and more followers. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, he he probably has some tips and ideas about that too. He's pretty techy. So. Yeah, I I can't wait to hear. I mean, I'll have to meet him someday, and I'll have to—he'll have to tell me all about the tricks and tips that I need to learn. He'll—he'll he'll love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tracy, for um, taking the time out of your day to be on my show and taking the time to ask some questions. Thank you so much, Joe, for uh, inviting me, and it's truly a pleasure. 
Hey, you're welcome, and uh, I hope to have you here back on the show sometime in the future. Sounds great. Appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. Um, before uh, before we wrap it up and before we go, is there anything that you would like to say or add to the conversation? Oh, I just want to thank you for doing what you're doing and um, for having a providing a platform to talk about services to people with disabilities all over the community. I really appreciate that. Oh, you're so welcome. And it's a good and it was a good thing that I provided and I came up with this platform to provide for those with I with totally both. agree with that. That's it's 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 amazing. Thank you. Oh, you you know what? You you're welcome, Tracy. And um, you know, I think I think that this podcast can grow and grow and grow more and more in the future. I I agree. I agree. I agree with you 100%. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to say? No, that's it. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Hey, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Well, you uh, you take care and uh, and have a good day. You too, Joe. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes today's episode of The Joe Show, Connecting All Abilities. Uh, if, you, if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to share it and smash that like button and subscribe and comment down below and also don't forget to leave a rating and a review you can find my show on the whole picture podcast facebook page powered by wktv and you can also find my show on spotify and apple podcasts and you can also find it on anchor.fm which is also powered by wktv and you can also find it on stitcher and if you would like to tune in to, my sh- to listen to my show, you can find it on WKTV channels uh, Comcast 25 or WKTV AT&T channel 99. So it airs on Tuesdays at 12.30 p.m. And it also airs on Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. And before I go, this is my joke of the day. Why did the writer make so much mistakes? He was a typo personality. (laughs) 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 So I will see you all next week, Monday. And until next time, hasta la vista and adios. See you later. Have a good day. And please take care of yourself and each other. And until next time, peace.